tonality. How you say things is at least as important as what you say in many cases. In this week's episode, we'll go into what tonality is, talk about several general purpose best practices around communication, and then examine how they might apply to meeting new women, dating, and relationships. We'll get into what I mean right after this quick word from our sponsor. Hey guys, Ashley here. Are you having trouble meeting the right girl? Are you struggling due to lack of confidence, not knowing what to say, or not having a plan? Are you tired of being told to act confident around women without being told how? If so, I'd like to introduce you to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book from David Sharp. If you are afraid to approach women in public, this book is for you. If you aren't having success meeting women on dating websites or apps, this book is for you. If you're having trouble connecting with women on dates, this book is for you. The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting has loads of modern, field-tested, and ready-to-use examples to help you confidently approach women and meet great women either in person or online. It also has practical, real-world advice to help you truly get the most out of the dating process. And it has thoughtful, practical advice for cultivating and sustaining your relationships for the long term. It's got it all, and you're going to love it. The book's website is gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. That's gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. You can go to gentlemansguidetoflirting.com and click the Buy Now button, or just search for Gentleman's Guide to Flirting by David Sharp on Amazon.com or anywhere else you buy your favorite books or eBooks, and start changing your life now. Hello there. Welcome to episode 57 of the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting podcast. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, available on Amazon.com and everywhere else you find your favorite books or ebooks worldwide. This week is about all things related to tonality, vocal tonality, and using tonality to your best advantage. So, what is tonality exactly? Tonality, basically, is all about how you sound when you speak. Tonality is a major factor in whether or not a person listening to you believes what you are saying. How much so? Let's break it down. 90% of communications is body language and tonality. The remaining roughly 10% part is the words you're actually saying. Now, those various studies give different precise figures or percentages for each, but you aren't far off if you come away from this thinking that it is roughly 45% tonality, 45% body language, comprising that 90%, and the remaining 10% is your actual spoken words. So communication is what you say and also how you say it. There is good and bad or effective and ineffective tonality. There is good and bad or effective or ineffective body language as well. And your words themselves, your actual message, could be the masterwork of genius from a silver-tongued wonder or pure garbage that no one wants to hear or that turns people off or away. What we just went over there are the building blocks of basic charisma. Charisma is basically consistently and authentically good tonality plus appropriate 
warm and friendly and non-aggressive and non-threatening body language, plus having good messaging content that people like or find funny or charming in some way. Let's break down tonality a bit more into the type of things voice coaches and public speaking trainers talk about to see what parts might be useful for our purposes. First up is vocal register, R-E-G-I-S-T-E-E-R, vocal register. Now, there is an upper and a middle and a lower register. When you speak, you can locate your voice in your nose. You can speak from like nasally from your nose. That's called upper register. Or you can use middle register, which is kind of like speaking from your throat region. And that is where most of us speak most of the time all day. Or you can speak from your chest. That's called lower register. I call that last one, lower register, putting bass in your voice because people hear that, men and women hear that as representing power and authority. And in our problem domain we're talking about here, flirting and dating and meeting women, women, a lot of women, not all of them, respond very well to a rich, bassy, deep voice. They love that. For example, I've had a few conversations with some ladies online recently about coming on this podcast. I mean, you, know, you guys know if you've been with me for a while that I do this podcast solo for the past, well, 57 episodes, episodes now and counting. But I'm thinking about like next year bringing some ladies online to kind of like challenge my stuff or just have a nice back and forth about the book and the types of things we cover on this podcast. But my point is, even some of the most fire-breathing and angry-sounding ladies that I thought might torch me for even asking for, for even bringing up the idea, they very quickly say yes, but they often come back to me and say and ask me if my voice on this podcast is real. Many like the, the bassy, deep bass richness of a man's voice, and they kind of appreciate it on this podcast. And I kind of intentionally use that lower register. I try to speak from my chest as often as I can on this podcast because people find it appealing and I think it sounds really good. I'm not really doing it for the ladies. This podcast is kind of tuned in for you dudes, but you know, it is what it is. I think a lot of women, at least in Western countries anyway, prefer at least some bass and richness in your voice and not so much a nasally or a feminine sound from guys. All right. Anyway, second part, that was vocal register. Second part is timbre, T-I-M-B-R-E, T-I-M-B-R-E. Timbre is also known as tone color or tone, or tone quality. It is a perception of the quality of your voice. So again, it's going to be very subjective. People, you know, we prefer voices that sound rich and smooth and warm and not grating or sharp or shrieking. If you need to work on your timbre of your voice, you feel like you need to work on that. There are different postures and exercises you can use to improve timbre, but you probably need to engage a voice coach or join a public speaking group of some sort in your area to work on that timbre and the other aspects of improving your public speaking or your just general communications. Next up is prosody. P-R-O-S-O-D-Y. Prosody, I think. Prosody, prosody. I guess it's okay. Prosody is patterns of rhythm and sound in your speaking. Patterns of rhythm and sound in your speaking. I think 
This term comes out of the study of poetry, but it also applies here to how you speak. It is the intonation, the timing, and the stressing of certain words that can be used to impart meaning. Consider the difference in the two ways I'm going to say these the same sentence. Let's say that you're coming out of a show or of a theater with your friends and you say, yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was great. Versus a more sarcastic sounding, yeah, that was great. You see the difference there? Is that the, those are the exact same words, but the meaning's entirely different, and that is called prosody. There's a lot of different like ways of looking at prosody. Another thing I want to go and point out is trying to avoid sounding monotone, like talking the same way all the time for a very long time in a conversation with the lady can be off-putting and make her not want to listen to you anymore. I had a problem with a... In, in college, I re, I'm always reminded of this. I, I blame a monotone prosody for me not understanding business statistics to this very day because my required business statistics class, number one, was scheduled at 8.30 in the morning. So you're in there with like two bloodshot eyes and sleepy and yawning. But the professor I had spoke in a monotone all the time about statistics, dude, and math. It, 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 was, it was brutal. Anyway, the next... Uh, the next point I want to bring up is pace. This is the speed at which you're speaking. Pace, P-A-C-E. You can go faster or more slowly to good effect. Sometimes it makes sense to go faster. Sometimes it makes sense to go more slowly. But it's good to go mix it up to avoid the kind of sense of being monotone. In this podcast, sometimes you hear me rattle off a lot of things very quickly. I tend to speak very fast. And sometimes I pound it in or hit every word for emphasis. See the difference? Pitch is next up. P-I-T-C-H. Pitch. This is how high or low your voice is. There are good, for example, comedic or for emphasizing something affects uses of pitch, like high pitch. But most of the time, I recommend you as a man stay with the rich bass form of speaking all the time because you know a lot of ladies do, do prefer that. They find it sexy, really. Next up is volume. So that's just the, how loud you are, how large you're being. You can whisper, you can whisper, or you can use a raised voice. And I, I won't give you an example here of a raised voice because you know what it means. And I don't want to ear bomb you for those listening with headphones on. I think we've all encountered this situation in a social setting or in public when someone's needlessly talking all the time with a raised voice, really loud, carelessly being rude, just broadcasting their crap all over the place. And that's it's not something people enjoy. And the last thing I want to mention here is the, it's a little weird one, creative and imaginative uses of silence. You don't have to be speaking all the time. Sometimes just a look, a smile, a funny facial expression, or an appropriate facial expression, a serious one. You don't always have to be saying something and spouting words to convey meaning and participate in a uh, back and forth. There was nothing wrong with a bit of silence here and there. Now let's talk about your message content, your actual words, the things you are talking about. Since this is an enormous subject, I want to restrict my thinking to just approaching women you're interested in and the dating process to keep things simpler to understand. Here are just a handful of just general thoughts of things to avoid. First up, judging. No one wants to feel judged and found lacking there. So avoid 
conversation with her around judging what she's saying or her history or anything like that. Second thing is avoid as much as you can negativity and complaining. It is really hard to listen when someone is just negative all the time. Think about it when you've been on the receiving end of that. Avoid conversation around just making excuses about things, why you haven't done this, why you haven't done this in life, why you missed this, why you don't know that. Also avoid straight up lying or exaggeration. I mean, she's smart. She'll pick up on if you are puffing up your background or your credentials or you're like trying to make your life sound better than what it is or your self and your accomplishments sound better than what they are. And last thing I want to mention is gossiping or talking behind people's backs. That's a good general purpose recommendation. But specifically relevant to our subject, do you want to hear her talk about her past boyfriends or husbands on your dates? Do you want to hear about that? No? Well, likewise, she doesn't want to hear about every detail about your past dates, girlfriends, or or wife, or other conquests. All right. So what can you talk about? What is productive or safe territory, so to speak? Generally, in all situations, just be honest, be clear and straight, be authentic, be your real self in all of your manly glory, yes, but also complete with all of your good and bad points. Make sure that your integrity is on display, your uncompromising integrity If you don't do that, she is smart and she will see through your horseshit. So make sure you follow these rules. If you say you're going to show up for a date, you do it. If and always treat her with respect, no matter what. And in accordance with rule one from our 10 rules from the book, she will feel better about herself for having interacted with you and spent time with you, no matter what stage you're in, whether it was the first approach the first date, some subsequent date, or why you're in a relationship. The last thing I want to mention, and this is kind of a broad one, is caring. I couldn't think of a better word. Genuinely caring. And I mean, what I mean by that is wishing all people well, including the lady right in front of you, because we're talking about a dating situation or relationship. No matter how things turn out in this conversation, date or relationship, Show, let your caring, your caring side show that you actually care about the well-being of people. If something doesn't work out with one particular lady, it doesn't matter. You follow the methods and standards and principles from the book. There will be another one around shortly. You'll have, you'll have no shortage of opportunities and eventually you'll find exactly the right person for you. The book goes into great detail on more specifics for always having something to say on dates, especially in part four. Parts two and three in the book are all about approaches. Part two is about in-person approaches and part three is about online. Part four kicks in when you're getting ready for that first date and the subsequent dates and then working your way towards a relationship later, maybe. The book has you completely covered on all fronts, so check it out if you haven't already. But I want to be clear that successful communications isn't some sort of purely formulaic thing. It isn't a checklist. That's something that we go over in the book. You got to talk to her like a human being. Don't lose sight of that. But relax beforehand. 
Maybe be mindful of how much ear-pleasing richness and bass you have in your voice. Take a few deep breaths to help you relax before the conversation. And remember that you are a good person with good intentions. And if things work out, she will likely be better off with you than any other option she might reasonably have. You are an upgrade. Who keeps getting better day after day? Otherwise, why would you be buying my books and listening to these podcasts, right? One final thought, no matter how much preparation you do, what if the environment isn't conducive to listening and communication? You could have prepared for hours or days for this date. But what if the environment isn't right? Loud bars and social gathering places may not be the right place to have this conversation you want to have with her. So be mindful of building in some time to your dates, to your plans, to be in a place that is quiet enough for you two to talk. That could be on a walk afterward or in between venues on a date that has multiple pieces to it. Or the entire date or meeting could be in a place that is naturally good for a nice intimate discussion. So you can learn more about her and see if you really have that chemistry and uh, compatibility. So plan the location out and build in some communication time as best you can. All right, that's all I have for this week. Let's get after it out there. Let's get to work.